Welcome to the Flyover Ministry Podcast, a practical youth ministry podcast for small church leaders by small church leaders. We are grateful that you have joined us for our journey through ministry-related topics that we hope help equip and encourage you as you serve Jesus wherever you are. And welcome to the podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Jordan. And this is Flyover Ministry. Continue, continuing on with our topic of VBS for the month of April. Jordan, I realized that I didn't get around to you. What are some of the decorations slash themes that you've seen for VBS? Maybe not necessarily the bad ones, but okay. uh, ones that stand out to you. There was one that I can recall uh, that I experienced in summer teams where a church, I'm trying to remember what the whole theme was. Um, I think it might've been something tropical, but they built a volcano in the front that had like this massive blower inside and they would shoot like confetti and stuff out of it a couple of times, which was really (laughs) impressive. Yeah, I I was really impressed. I was, I was also thinking like, we hung up a poster. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was really cool. And I, I've appreciated some congregations, they have people that just are so artistic and they mm-hmm. they can look at a space and they're like, oh, just get some garbage bags, totally transform it. Um, like one just put black garbage bags on everything to be the inside of the whale for Jonah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was kind of interesting. Um, and, and you can see some people and, and when you're doing something yourself, it doesn't necessarily have to be huge as far as budget constraints. Um, But then if you, I mean, if you just go with what they recommend, that's going to be something different. I'm not very creative. Last year that we did VBS, I painted a giraffe and it actually turned out like semi-okay. So Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, But you might have some people who are just like, they love this stuff. It is life-giving for them to just revamp the whole church and those are fun people to have because it makes it really fun for the kids too yeah shout out to my wife because she is a lot more creative than i am all of a sudden she's giving me directions a couple years ago to make this huge baobab tree and i'll try and find pictures of it but as it was pulling together following her directions and no do this more and maybe do this and it turned out really great and it was you know all of that uh power of her creativity and uh, you know some people have the creativity but not necessarily the building skills to do something i know we have a a couple of sheets of plywood like full sheets of plywood that have been redecorated one year it's a waterfall one year it's a a rock face you know and um, being decorated in different ways Um, i think one of the vbs's that stand out to me was like a a gold mine or like a, a, it's like a a gold rush theme where you're um, one of the active, I just remember really vividly, like one of the activities was actually going out to this kiddie pool and panning for gold in the kiddie pool (laughs) and the kiddie pool. And, you know, kids, cause it's summer kids love getting wet. So here, here are a bunch of kids, you know, all ages having these, like um, these basic sandbox toys, like just, with a bunch of gravel on the bottom of this kiddie pool. And of course, you know, the leaders had spray painted rocks gold. So let's not uh, get any th- ideas carried away about how much money this church had to spend 
on, on their VBS activities, but it was spray painted rocks that were gold and it was just a lot of fun. I, I remember that theme being uh, just, just standing out to me. There are also themes, especially given where we are, that are a lot more easy to decorate. Like mm -hmm. we're, we're in a lot of like woods, lakes and farmland. So when there's a farming VBS theme that comes up, like, yeah, we're outside with tractors and wagons and all sorts of animals and people are bringing stuff and it's wow like it's basically it, you know could be a real petting zoo outside if we wanted it to be if we didn't care about our parking lot or our yard but you know i think um themes are fun but as we're talking about this uh not just the themes but the material segueing into uh, our topic today we're talking about what VBS you should choose to do for uh, this year uh, for your church. Jordan, how does your church go about picking the material that you wind up using? A lot of it depends on what actually happens. Last week, we talked about how the congregation that I'm currently in does try to get a team from the Bible College to come out. Um, mm. Through our association, our denomination, when you have this opportunity, um, the material is chosen for you. The team brings a lot of like the teaching supplies like that. Your church is in charge of the decorations and whatnot. Uh, but that does take some of the um, decision out of your hands as far as um, what to actually pursue. But generally speaking, there, there have been times when that hasn't worked or fallen through or something like that. Um, I would approach this very similarly to how you would look for curriculum for a year long thing, recognizing it's going to be a lot more truncated. Um, and, and you might be caught up in the theme and, and that's not necessarily an automatic no. Well, let me describe, I, I got ahead of myself there. Uh, you might be caught up with the theme and just like, Oh, this theme would be so cool and exciting. Um, and then you get to the actual material and some of the basic like daily points or whatever, you're just like, you know, I, don't really agree with these points necessarily, or I don't really like how they try to apply scripture here or even not apply scripture. Um, you know, there's, we, we recognize that there is just like curriculum, a plethora of options out there for VBS material because it can be such a good cash cow for the publishing companies. I mean, you're not just selling them a theme. You can go off of, uh, traders what's that Tr the really cheap magazines it's got all sorts of stuff really cheap i'm sure now you're calling me oriental trading yes it yes oriental trading so i mean they basically <laughs> I'm so glad, we, I'm so glad we landed that <laughs> yeah that would have been embarrassing it's gonna bother me so or is basically they get from oriental trading and repackage it and send it to you and then like mark it up and it's just like you know so much stuff that you can buy um so it's it's great money maker for them so there's a lot of options out there. Um, mm. Now, just because you find a theme and there's some content that you're just not really sold on, doesn't necessarily mean you can't use the theme. It's going to be a lot more work, right? Because you're going to maybe have to do a lot more yourself. Writing the lessons isn't the big part, but the if you go into the decorations or posters or whatever, they're going to maybe have their stuff lined out that you might need to change. Um, but yeah, so choosing the right material you know your church. Uh, if you have, <clears throat> there might be a group of people where space is totally not interesting whatsoever. Like they're just not into that at all. Um, so maybe that might not be the best one to go with. 
or you might have like a whole bunch of little people dreaming to be, work for NASA someday. And that might be an awesome one for you. And you mm -hmm. might be surprised, you know? Um, so it kind of, again, comes back to knowing your people, um, knowing what you can do with it uh, is another big step. Like you talked about, if you've got a farming one, like automatically out of the gate, you're nailing it, right? Uh, it might be harder for an inner city church to do a farmer one if they have none of those resources. Not that it can't be done, but there's, there's some of that. Right. And I think the theme should not necessarily be the deciding factor behind uh, what you decide to do or what material you choose to use. I hope that you already know that, but uh, I think you need to be looking at a lot of the content and not so much a theme. Like uh, I know there have been times where our church has looked at particular publishers of curriculum and we say, all right, um, I know I've worked at churches that only do something from answers, answers in Genesis. Like, all right, I guess this is the theme this year. Here we go. And they'll use that. Others only use group and others use Grow or something from Concordia or all of these other publishers that you can find out there. There are sample packs of, uh, for most of these curriculum uh, producers. And, and I think any publishing group that's worth its salt will have a free sample pack for you to be able to look at or at least have one that's inexpensive for you to be able to return in case you don't use it. But a this is an, an idea of, or a snapshot, if you will, of this is what your VBS could look like. This is what our lessons are. This is what the focus is for each day. And looking at that should be the key to uh, deciding what kind of material you use. So Jordan, I'm curious, from your experience, what are some solid options as far as uh, publishers to pursue? In case for speaking, especially for churches that are trying to decide curriculum for their own. That's a good question, and I think if some of it's going to come down to again, what is your what is your purpose behind it? What are the students that you're working with? Um, you mentioned a lot that I, I'll probably just rehash your list a little bit there. Um, answers in Genesis they uh i've done there's a couple of times it's not an every year thing um but they obviously answers in genesis is very apologetics minded um yep. and that that flavors the whole experience and and there's some really interesting things that they did there um and the ones that i've encountered which was appreciated um you've got group which is going to be a little bit more broad-based like they're trying to appeal to churches and as a whole across the spectrum. So by the very definition and nature of it, it's going to be a lot more simplistic, a lot more boiled down. Um, they got a lot of strength as far as their creativity and what they offer as far as helps and stuff like that. Um, pretty well Great put music. together. Great music too. Yeah, and, and like the music is, is a big thing too. Like I remember there's been times where we just didn't use any of the songs cause like they're too hard. Um, so if, like, I think there was even one Answers in Genesis one that had a neat song uh, about like the Tower of Babel. And, but there's like, they're talking I, about ziggurats and all this other stuff. And you're like, preschoolers yeah. and kindergartners, it's not going to, they don't understand this. So, you know, kind of missed the mark a little bit, but if you're doing a middle school one, maybe, you know, um, so. I'm, I'm chuckling. Cause now that song is in my head. What is it about VBS songs? that just 
stick in your mind and then something happens and then all of a sudden it's, oh and now i'm gonna be bothered by this song for the rest of the week <laughs> yeah well, well marketing they do a good job if they're uh, putting the work into it um i know that concordia that's going to be more of a conservative lutheran perspective so if you do have something where like something touching denominational distinctives comes up I haven't seen too many that bring up baptism or communion, uh, but you never know. There might be a year for that. Um, so that would be something available. And I think theirs is generally pretty good too. Yeah. Uh, I know this year, the one that we're working with is Lifeway. So mm -hmm. Lifeway has been putting some stuff out too. Um, and there's a, there's a lot to go into it. Some, you know, you can see some of the differences in the organizations. My, my big beef with Lifeway is that ordering stuff from them is a chore if you're mm. using like their online stuff um, whereas group was a lot easier to kind of like okay here's a leader pack here's this here's this and you can find it a lot partly because lifeway is just so vast um and they're just selling so many different things uh but yeah so those are all pretty decent options but i say that recognizing at the same time this is a year by year thing to evaluate too. You're going to want to look at the main points like you mentioned. Um, you're gonna to wanna to look at the flow of the week. Sometimes it's just gonna be a miss where uh, we were talking about this between recordings here, but um, the points one year is gonna be like, God wants you to be happy. God wants you to whatever. And and it that while we're trying to make it simple enough that you can summarize a day by it for the preschoolers as well as older kids, you also want to avoid like making this be a teaching time where it's all about God wants you to be happy and, you know, perpetuating this, we'll throw out this terminology. I don't know if we've talked about it yet. If not, we need to um, moral therapeutic deism, yep. which is just like be good and all this other stuff. That's the purpose of our faith. So also I'd encourage you to be mindful, maybe look at the backlog of what you've done. So you're not hitting the same points every time, but getting some some experiences because God's word is rich and it's full and it's deep and there's more to it than just these five stories that we bring up every year. Um, I personally love when we get counter stories that aren't in your typical um, children's Bible, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, because I think those ones are so we're, we all know Daniel and and maybe I should change that because we're getting to a stage where biblical literacy is low enough that people don't know Daniel. And we need to recognize that Daniel in the lion's den or David and Goliath. Um, but for the church kids who might be familiar with it, there's a lot out there too that can really draw them in um, hmm. to show some awesome points from God's word. Yeah, there's um, I think a lot of times with curriculum, you'll get a lot of repeats as well. Uh, there was a couple of years there where we had uh, material back to back from the same publisher and listening to the music as we were preparing for it. This sounds an awful lot. Like I, I started singing along to the song from the year before thinking that, you know, the kids had plugged in that CD, but actually it was the year that we were preparing for. And we realized that like, there's only so many ways that you can put those four chords for mm -hmm. on a guitar <laughs> there's only so many ways you can align them to make like a decent sounding and they are basically copy pasted uh the music notes and then changed the lyrics a little bit so we were kind of let down with that there have been other materials too and you talked about uh, some red flags 
as well. And I love that point with going through the backlogs because, you know, there's a lot more stories in the Bible than uh, just those five ones that seem to be really marketable uh, yes. or really palatable and um, other material as well that I've looked at that talks about that moralism, right? Like you said, God wants you to be happy and this is what God wants and uh, you should do this. And the whole point of today is to, uh, to love your neighbor. The whole point of today is to be kind. The whole point of today is to share and all great points, but you're missing the greater point. And uh, on the other side of that, and the other side of the, the other extreme side of that, I should say, is you've got curriculum, which is talking about that moralism and then building up to Friday, which finally talks about Jesus and the crucifixion and what that means for you. And uh, we need to be talking about Jesus in our, uh, every day of the week, right? Mm -hmm. if, if you're talking about a standard five-day VBS, every lesson needs to be pointing out, why should you love your neighbor? Well, because Jesus tells us to. And it's the whole, you know, it's the second greatest commandment, right? Mm -hmm. Love your neighbor as yourself. Why should we share? Because God gives us all things. And there are people that are less fortunate than us. And looking at Jesus' ministry and, and we need to be looking at the line to redemption in every day of the week. And I think if you've got a curriculum, a VBS curriculum that doesn't get to Jesus fast enough, I would say, at least for me, that is a red flag. And I... I'm not saying that you can't use it, but that's going to require a little bit of workshopping for you to be able to chew the meat, spit out the bones, as it were. Uh, if this is a curriculum that your church has already went full in on and you're reviewing it, and I just don't know how we're going to be able to swing that, it's going to take a little bit of work. But doing a little bit of work is a lot better than letting a not-so-great VBS go by unchecked. And I know that sounds a little harsh but I think you understand the spirit in which I'm saying it. Yeah, and that's that's a challenge. It's like the temptation is to, with VBS, just like the other curriculum things we talked about, is to take it out of the box and use it as is without actually doing the due diligence of reading through, seeing what is this actually teaching? Does this line up with what God's word actually says? Um, because, you know, honestly, there is creep that comes in, um, whether it's, uh, we've got a lot of churches that by practice and even as much as on their website will proclaim themselves to be universalists where everybody's going to go to heaven. Um, and the challenge for these publishing companies, then if they're going to make something that's going to be sold to that group, as well as maybe more theological conservative groups, um, there's going to be compromises that will show up from time to time. And we need to be aware of that. Uh, I think this also kind of points to to the necess necessity for training um, the volunteers who are going to be there too. Like if you are going through this, you see this point and you're like, okay, we need to talk about that. There needs to be a heads up beforehand to like figure out how do we handle that and stuff like that. So those are, those are good points. I wanted to bring out here as far as uh, preparing for VBS, and this is something that I should have mentioned last week, but uh, when you're canvassing or promoting the VBS uh, that your church is going to try and do, or if you're promoting anything for your church, this is something that I discovered uh, via a, a pastor friend of both mine and Jordan's, but they discovered that uh, as they were putting flyers in people's windshields, or even just leaving a flyer in people's mailboxes, or in their doors, or, or something like that, that's actually, that was actually considered littering in their town, 
and they started getting in trouble, but they, they claimed that they didn't know and the police that were in charge of that said they, they knew that person and let them off with a warning. But it's just interesting to see like things that you need to be mindful of as you're promoting BBS or as you're trying to canvas is that you know some places that's actually considered litter. It doesn't matter if it's for VBS or for a pancake breakfast or a craft sale or you know whatever. It's you know, something to be mindful of, I guess. Yeah, that's good. Um, as we are kind of looking at wrapping this episode up, just wanna one more thought as we're going through this too. Um, I know we're talking kind of what VBS here, and we alluded to last week doing things for the sake of doing them uh, just because it's how they've always been done. There's some things that we can talk about. Maybe this is a little bit more of the how of functionally doing VBS, um, but some VBS are structured a little bit different too. So just highlighting some different ways of potentially doing one, you know, organizationally. Uh, vacation Bible schools, I think the traditional model is that you've got kids broken up by certain age groups, you know, like preschool, kindergarten, first and second, third and fourth, fifth and sixth, whatever. Uh, and then I've seen in both where like there's the Bible teaching room and the class is like one leader for the class that goes through and brings people to the Bible teacher, to the craft leader or whatever. Or you could have the leader of the group kind of doing each thing. So the teacher is kind of like the leader and is going to lead the game time, going to lead the craft time, do the Bible lesson. Those are some kind of minor tweaks there. I've also seen, and I've never done it, I've been intrigued by it, um, but I, I was not, the pitching this idea was not warmly received uh, of just dividing up the kids, not by, by their age groups or breaking them up, but having kind of like little groups together of multi-generational kids you got the older kids who can help um with some of the younger kids as far as um you know behavior issues uh you might not have like the middle school boy trying to show up for the middle school girl so much uh and impress them in that way and it just seemed like an interesting thought um the the challenge with that's going to be though how do you teach in such a way that it's going to not be over the preschooler's head and way too childish for the other kid. But I think what we're talking about before, as far as discipleship goes, it even creates an entry level for some of those older kids to look at opportunities to serve some of the other kids. So that's another way of potentially organizing the structure for BBS for the week. Yeah, and I think when you look at a curriculum, uh, when you're giving it a good look over, I think the typical layout for how you structure it as far as who's doing what or if, if teachers are rotating from location to location or if you have a group leader that's uh, bringing people from one place of the church to the next or if one person's doing it all for their group or like you said Jordan if it's inner inner age which you know echoing that challenge of how do you how do you talk or, or teach people of multiple ages you know because you got kindergartners that are already bored and you've got sixth graders that are just this is we already know this story like <laughs> i'm kind of bored too how do you engage everyone mm -hmm. i think when you look at curriculum there's already going to be kind of a suggestion for how it was structured that will help kind of point you in the right direction so uh just be mindful of that and i think you'll be uh right as rain or at least on the right track yeah and and some curriculums will be designed for those different groups too and and they can be 
um, up front. I know group has kind of gone that way and the director's manuals that I've read previously, they really encouraged that and were highlighting their success stories. Um, I know others are just, but I mean, recognizing the intergenerational pods, I think, or crews, um, it could be done either way too, where you just set it up as a class, but just know those are options too. And yeah, so basically, I think that's pretty much all we have for, for this particular episode, kind of evaluating how to choose uh, the right vocation Bible school material, um, some pitfalls to avoid, maybe addressing some of the watch outs so you don't get like a advertising on the TV6 or local news for, for being arrested for littering or things like that. Um, <laughs> so hopefully there's some, some helpful things for you to glean as we, we consider that too. But again, even in this situation, we go back to what we talked about last week. This is built on the foundation of knowing the why you're doing it. Knowing the why uh, is going to in, impact the what you choose to do and how you choose to do it. Um, so again, if you haven't had those opportunities to have those conversations with your leadership, have them. It is worth clearing the air beforehand so that you can all be on the same page and know that we're praying for you. Um, we hope that God richly blesses your summer ministry season as you are looking to that. And maybe you're even a youth leader who's like, I'm not really involved with our VBS because I work with students that are older. Um, my encouragement to you would be like, this is a great opportunity to build relationships with the ones that are going to be coming into your ministry. So it's worth looking into for that as well. So with that, we're going to leave you for this week and hope to continue the conversation next week as we talk about some of the who's and when's of Vacation Bible School. Catch you on the flip side. Thanks for listening to Flyover Ministry. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram and Facebook pages at Flyover Ministry. You can also get in contact with us on our Gmail account, flyoverministrypodcast at gmail.com. You can find other episodes that we've recorded on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.